welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Brandon. And welcome back to Adam's Red Podcast. We're back from our break, our long August break, so we hope you've missed us. Don't be surprised, I'm just here filling in right now, so it's all good, (laughs) y'all. It's all good. Um, Nichelle's no longer with the podcast, unfortunately, but... We are still here, so we hope that you will welcome us just as much. So I'm going to do the best I can to, to yes. keep y'all informed. Brandon's not one of the girls, but that's okay. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm the producer. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Okay. So we thought it would be fitting to have a guest on after our long break. Um, but before we introduce our guest to all of our new listeners, I just want to say welcome. We have a new episode that comes out every single Tuesday. You can catch the podcast and subscribe to it in iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can uh, follow us on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook. You can visit our website, adamsribpodcast.com. You can email us, adamsribpodcast at gmail.com. So this is episode 160, and it's called My Mental State. And we have a special guest with us. Her name is Rima Payne, a very dear friend of mine. And before I let intro let Rima introduce herself. I wanted her on the show because since Rima is a therapist and is in that world, I be having conversations with Rima and she doesn't even know that she handed me my whole life just, <laughs> just in conversation. She doesn't realize like, man, I like really kind of needed that advice and she doesn't even like realize it. So welcome Rima. Hey, thanks <laughs> for having me. How about you introduce yourself to our listeners of just what you do and maybe why you chose to go on top to that profession. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Awesome. So I won't tell the long, long story. It was quite a journey, but I am a licensed mental health counselor here in, I live in Bloomington, Indiana. And I guess through a, a sequence of different jobs, working with teens and youth and really seeing the mental health needs they had, um, First, I was going on the nonprofit route and decided that I wanted to be um, in some of those rooms where you could really get to the heart of the issues Mm. through counseling. So I kind of switched after uh, my first master's. I attended IU, uh, Indiana University for Human Development Family Studies, and then I switched to um, professional counseling after that. And so I've been doing it for a little over five years now, worked in various settings, psychiatric, hospital community mental health, and now I'm in private practice, um, mostly working with adults, mm-hmm. a few teens here and there. But yeah, I love what I do. It's rewarding. It's challenging. It's good for myself to stay um, kind of motivated for my own mental health care yeah. in order to help others. So it really kind of works great for me Yeah, as well. I'm going to jump in with, with what I feel like is the obvious question. Do okay. you identify yourself as a Christian therapist or a therapist who's a Christian? I identify as a therapist who is a Christian. Okay. Um, yeah. How does that Maybe work? That's... So when, when you meet with clients, 
is there like a fine line? Do you pray for them after every session? You know, obviously you have this confidentiality thing, so I'm sure you probably can't mm-hmm. go into details of everything that you do. But what is that like? Like, how do you like draw the line of making sure that you don't really offend someone while still, you know, maintaining your witness and your faith? Yeah, it's so interesting that this is coming at this time because it's come up twice this past week um, just from referrals coming in and um, probably people who know that I'm a Christian. Um, I serve at my church as well, on the music team. So I think just through that, it's been coming up a little bit more that people want to have Christian counseling. So how I have described it recently, uh, and I probably should write it down so I don't forget, <laughs> Uh, Girl, we're recording now. You good? (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Yeah, exactly. Great. Um, Just, you know, what I look at is, you know, I have a lot of respect for Christian counselors. They, it's a different path though. So I made this choice in grad school. We kind of had two directions we could go. Um, I don't bring a lot of theology into because I didn't study that. Mm. So even though I'm personally a Christian, I don't want to give off the impression that I'm going to know the scripture at that moment. Um, so what I do is if I have a client who um, identifies as Christian, wants to bring that in, or maybe there's a, already an awareness when they come of knowing that I'm a Christian, I still keep it on them, the focus and their beliefs and how um, that can help us in therapy. And so I don't pray. Mm-hmm. And that was um, just a personal choice for myself. Actually, in graduate school, we you know, watched a mock session and our professor was a Christian counselor. So she came from that viewpoint. She says she prays at the beginning and end of each session. Mm. Uh, but to be mindful because she's like, this is a paid session and prayer is free. So mm. that really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Not saying that, you know, if people pray, you know, I see a Christian therapist. So I, I definitely believe there's uh, people who do it well. But mm-hmm. for me, I was like, yeah, I think I would have a problem with that, taking up some time. Um, to do something that I feel like, yeah, um, I could do outside a session, um, not necessarily with them, but just in my personal prayer time sure. and believing for all mm-hmm. my clients and what they're working through and just that. Um, so that's how I look at that. That's how I kind of practice it. I still have compassion in session, help them work through things with the clients who are Christian, you know, as they bring up themes, I still probe them in the same way mm-hmm. as other clients, um, But from this base knowledge of, okay, well, what do you think God would think about that or what you just said to yourself or thinking about yourself? Um, It's still very vague. I'm not putting in my input because at the end of the day, I have to remind myself this is their session. And so really isn't about what I think, uh, but helping them kind of practice their faith and intertwine it into their life issues that they're working on. So yeah, hope that kind of answers. Yeah, it definitely does. I think Brandon has it a follow-up. Does. Yeah, I do. I actually have a question. So uh, when you're done with your sessions, how do you like detox everything that's being poured mm. on you? Because I know there are mm. some people who are wanting to be in that same you know, that same business or just even being a leader or somebody that they go to, like, how do you detox everything from being poured on you? So that way you don't have to like take it home or take it to bed with you or doesn't let it affect your spirit. You know, how do you allow that or how do you go? Yeah. How does that balance? You know, how does that go? How do you go about that? Yeah. I'm still, you know, working on developing a great self-care plan, but really it's that 
giving myself that space to really process what happened. Um, but usually it comes after noticing something in myself, maybe even later that day, why am I irritated? Why, mm. why am I feeling this way? It's like, oh, yeah, I just saw three trauma clients back to back. And so I focus on trauma. I don't know if I mentioned that. Okay. So it's a kind of unique specialty to have. Um, so really intentionally uh, working with a majority of my clients on very traumatic things. So I have to remind myself that at times as well. Um, therapy in general is hard, but then when I'm working specifically on people bringing up things that they found very difficult to work through, and some over like a lifespan, and they're older adults, and they're now wanting to work on things in childhood. So it just, I have to remind myself at times, okay, yeah, let's take a breather, you know, because sometimes it isn't my stuff, and it's like, okay, this is probably an aftermath of, you know, just my sessions today, having a little... um break in between sessions, something that I find helpful. And yeah, just my own self-care. I mentioned I see a therapist and I think that was a definite need in general, just to have my own space um, to kind of heal myself, I guess, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. because I think it's an ongoing process uh, for everyone. And so that is also a place too, because we kind of can identify with that. And obviously her being a therapist kind of knows how hard it is to take things home. And so uh, she would be able to kind of help me reflect in ways and things that I might miss as well. So I think that's a great support and I have a great church family and involvement there that kind of helps revitalize myself as well. Um, So yeah, a mixture of self-care activities. When you mentioned that you might have some Christian clients, so since you do private practice, do you, Are you advertised as a Christian therapist? Like, how do you know if your clients are Christian? I am not. So these have come from personal referrals. Got you. Um, Yeah. And so uh, it's been great. I always like personal referrals because that Mm -hmm. usually um, speaks of, you know, when people speak of my, you know, abilities outside of session, I think that's really great or not even affiliated with where I am right now. Mm -hmm. Um, That means a lot to me. So I do really try hard to. Um, accept every referral that comes in. And there are times I have to say no and divert, um, refer to someone else, but um, that's usually how it happens. So uh, it might be people I know within my own church family who kind of know me, but know knows that I'm a therapist. And then, you know, it's together. They just put it together. Oh, she's a Christian therapist. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't get offended. You know, I just kind of explain um Therapy is all about informed consent, right? So making sure people know what mm. I do. And that's usually the first phone call we have, just talking through, okay, how they were referred, what they're looking for in therapy, and then what I do. And so that way, if they had any kind of beliefs that, hey, you know, we're going to come in here and read through scripture and pray, and I'd be like, well, not here, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe in some other sessions. And so so they could make that choice for themselves if that's what they were looking mm-hmm. for. Um, and some can kind of hear that, hey, you know, as long as they're, I'm going to respect their views and that they uh, find faith is very important, um, they kind of move forward in therapy. And so I found just explaining that to them so they don't have an expectation um, that isn't met. So okay. it tends to work out. Yeah. So now I'm going to get a little deeper. So yeah. being a Christian therapist, 
What do you say to those, or do you even come across this? Especially, I feel like in the black community, I don't think, I won't say we don't go to therapy enough. I don't even go to therapy. Maybe I should, but I think it is a stigma mm-hmm. that we don't seek out counseling. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just mm-hmm. assumed that you have to have gone through a traumatic experience to even need or, you know, get, mm-hmm. get therapy. And so, my question is, especially in the black church, do you ever run into, like, well, well, if I'm seeking out therapy, then that means I'm not taking God, godly counsel. Like, you know, God's my only counselor. Like, how do you feel when people kind of bring that up? Like, can, do you believe that you can obviously seek godly counsel from Christ himself through his word and through just your personal relationship in addition to seeking someone out like yourself or even like your therapist? Like, what do you t- tell people who may have that mindset or what does, what are your thoughts on it? Definitely. It's, it does come up a lot. I've had um, recent kind of speaking engagement where that was kind of the focus, spirituality and mental health. And it does become a barrier. I definitely feel like, um, obviously I'm biased, that there's a place for both. But when I think about mental health, I really would like to see a move towards similar to how we take our physical health, right? We might Mm. um, still pray and believe faith-wise, but we'll go to the doctor to get it checked or confirmed or take home those little pamphlets, right? (laughs) Get all these pamphlets that, you know, may or may not read, but you take it because it's at the doctor's office. And so I never thought of um, it that way. (laughs) We want to read about that issue. We want to find out more. And so I think it's kind of, that's my hope that it would be the same thing. And so Mm -hmm. when we talk about mental health or physical health, Usually there's an aspect of treating something that's there, but then there's another aspect of um, prevention and just ongoing um, health and wellness. And so I think we probably first have to get through the stigmas that gets us to the office, but then understanding that maybe it's okay for me to just go to therapy to maintain, right? Mm-hmm. So I just kind of, it's like I have my therapist on retainer. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know what's going to come up, but uh, <laughs> I got you, right? So it doesn't, to your first point, like it doesn't have to be, I've got these ongoing traumas going on and I just can't work through them or my faith isn't strong enough. But if I'm looking at it like mental health, uh, you might have a primary doctor. You just kind of keep them, right? Because they kind of know the history if things come up that's a little difficult or I have a lot of life changes or things happening at the same time, I might want to check in with them. Mm-hmm. And so that would be the, you know, ideal goal that it works towards that where it's just like, okay, this is something I just do uh, when things come up um, that are causing problems, but also something I might just do to like a wellness check to kind of make sure, am I still on the right path? Or maybe I'm getting stuck somewhere and this person might be able to remind me like, wait, you know, this seems to be related to this or you know, remember your skills that we have. It's like, oh, yeah. A doctor might say, remember, we're not eating cheeseburgers every day. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, wrong with good That's why the scale looks like that. It's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we just need that professional to say that. We knew it right. when we got there, but we got the insurance. Why not? Let's just have him mm. tell us or her tell us. So I think, you know, that kind of mindset shifting from something has to be terribly wrong. Sometimes maybe there is, and that's okay. That's a whole other, you know, battle of just understanding that um, trauma is not just kind of related to certain individuals or something that they've done wrong. That's something that um, can be worked through. Mm-hmm. There's hope for it. It's not like you're just kind of cast in this, you know, section of people who really can't work through things. Everybody struggles with working through something that probably shouldn't have happened or, um, you know, that caused pain um, that keeps going. And so 
kind of understanding that human experience too, that we're not exempt from things happening. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, the other part is just wellness and making sure we can have the ability to just check in with someone. So that's how I see it working together with our faith. Yeah. Kind of putting it into action. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel, I had a question. I completely lost it because she made a point. I forgot what it was. Did you have something, Brandon? Mm -hmm. Okay. So (laughs) what what I was going to ask was, do you feel that, especially as, as believers, let's just say, you know, yes, you know, I think it's important to like have a therapist and also, you know, have my relationship with Christ. Do you have an opinion or do you think some people are like refuse to go to maybe a a mental health therapist that maybe isn't a Christian? Like, do you ever Mm. kind of see in the church where they're like, well, yeah, I'm gonna go to therapy, but they got to be a Christian. Like, or do you see anything wrong with going to a therapist who isn't a Christian who maybe can give you I won't say a real perspective because obviously the Bible is very real and living, but maybe just a different perspective. (laughs) Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, definitely. I think it's, um, definitely think it's possible. Again, it kind of starts with that understanding at the beginning um, and looking at it, you know, you can try several therapists too. It's not, you got to pick one and just hope that they kind of can mold to you. You can kind of, ask those questions, make sure that, hey, faith is important to me, uh, but maybe you specialize in this, and Mm. I really want to see you to work on that. But I'm going to want faith to be an overarching. This is how I would approach it, because I see folks who um, aren't Christian, or maybe I don't know their religion, or they come with issues that, you know, I don't um, know a lot about, or from religious uh, faiths that I don't know a lot about. So I don't presume to know everything, or that I have to even learn but I can still respect that mm-hmm. and really it just becomes a journey of me understanding. So tell me what that means to you. I don't need to know that yeah. faith or everything about it to know that, okay, this is important to you because your faith says this. And so now I can see why this would make this issue a little bit more difficult to work through. So if there was an understanding, definitely there would be a um, possibility of working with someone who wasn't a Christian. Um, but as long as there was that respect, like, Hey, I might bring up themes mm. And as a you know counselor, they should be curious about, okay, what does that mean? They don't have to believe it or identify with it, but if they can see, okay, yeah, this is causing you distress, just help me understand like what that means to you. Um, I find that clients are very willing to let you know if you're off or if you're not understanding something right, right. you know, they're very willing to kind of say, no, well, this is why this is significant because mm-hmm. I really believe this. So um, yeah, definitely. You know, if there's something, cause there are specialties out there and, um, people who work with certain, um, types of mental health issues or certain types of, uh, concerns or with students or, you know, like everybody has their little niche. And so, yeah, if, if the, if it's going to be a barrier, I'd say, yeah, just kind of make sure that counselor understands everything you want included in the session. Yeah. So you mentioned that, the stigma, right, of especially in the black yes. community of people seeing therapists. And I don't even know where that came from, but we won't get into the history of that. But my question is just based off of your knowledge and then just your experience. So it's a stigma in the black community. Do you think that stigma is in magnitude in the black church community at all? Um, or I should say I think, magnified. But. Yeah, well, I think in some ways, <clears throat> sorry, um, 
when I think, you know, and I don't know the history as well or all of it, I'm sure a lot of it has been through faith being a very, um, like a, I don't want to say just a staple, but just kind of like a firm kind of thing to stand on. Mm-hmm. And uh, it served such a great purpose. And so I think the introduction of any other type of um, support wasn't maybe always trustworthy, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So I think mm-hmm. similar to medical field, right? Yeah. Um, black people, black women, black men used for testings and studies, right? Again, we won't mm-hmm. go into all that. Right. Mental health as well, right? right? So just this idea of, okay, we can trust our faith in this kind of thing that's spirituality that's been kind of passed through, we have an experience with. I, I can understand wanting to hold to that then, okay, I'm going to go to this person's office and they're going to tell me what I need to do. It's like, hey, they told Jim John, you know what he needs to do, and he didn't come back from that study. So it's like, okay. Um so I feel like there are roots in that and there's reasons for that. I would hope um, that's my advocacy in the counseling field to start using spirituality as opposed to um, trying to just do all these other approaches, really focus on what has worked and then how can we work together. And so that just kind of bridging that gap and addressing right some of those um, issues from the past because uh, we haven't always gotten it right in this field. And so knowing that, okay, yeah, there might be different approaches to take and having to incorporate things um, more. So that would be um, something that's trusted within this community. So I think there's work to be done on our end as well um, to kind of help mitigate that as well. Gotcha. I don't know if I veered off from your yeah. No, I definitely you didn't. <laughs> no, you're fine. Brandon, think just it's changing. Changing. I told you she'd be giving you life. You don't even like, realize it. <laughs> Like, oh, what, you're sweet. Yeah. Rima got a Rima word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One more thing, and then we're going to let you go. How, okay. if someone is needing counseling or therapy, how can someone seek that out? Even like for you specifically, if they, if they are in the Bloomington area, how can they seek you out for that? But just in general, what would you tell someone? Like, is there, you know, like phone lines that someone can call? Like, how can someone seek out this type of counseling if they needed it? Definitely. The um, go-to website, and I wish there were more to kind of help people have access, but psychologytoday.com is a good mm-hmm. website to look for your area, to look for your insurance if you want to use insurance, look for specialties, all types of things. So that's kind of a directory. Um, I am listed on Black, uh, what is it called? Therapy for Black Girls. Yes. And so uh, I don't know if I can send you that website. I don't want to. No, we'll, we'll, we'll have say it, on, it our, on our website. Okay, great. This episode, so. um, and so that's another um, resource. There's also Black Therapists Rock. And so that's for men and women to find um, people in your area. Mm-hmm. Um, also, even for referrals, if you have someone maybe mm-hmm. who doesn't live where you do, but you kind of have talked to them about seeking help, can make it a little easier if that is something that. Um, they're looking for. Um, but yeah, several resources. I'd start there because it really is you want to find a good fit. Um, yeah. If it's immediate, definitely seeking help right away. I wouldn't try to find that therapist. I'd just call um, to get support in that moment. Um, so there's crisis lines, um, things like that I can pass along as well just for that support in the moment. Mm. But yeah, definitely if you're seeking therapy, you want to look for that right fit that's kind of your right to do that. So, Is it natural for someone to maybe go to a few 
different counselors before they find the right fit? Or is it just assumed that you stick with that one that you started with? I think it can be natural. I don't, I don't think that folks feel like they can at times. Mm. Um, but yeah, you want, I would say maybe within those first couple sessions, you might know. I had that experience too. It felt like I was working harder. Mm. To explain like what I wanted to work on, I was like, "Oh shoot, okay," you know. But then I was like, "I'm paying for this, so let me right. just go somewhere else." <laughs> I think some people do maybe feel, and you know, that could be um, also not knowing how therapy works and thinking like, "Okay, maybe I just got to stick this out." But no, definitely uh, feel them out should be more like an interview. They'll interview you, but definitely feel like, "Okay, do I see this working? Do I yeah. feel like I can open up? Do I feel you know it like, like her relationship?" <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, we get those warning signs. Just going out, and you know, and the thing is, we're professional, right? So mm-hmm. in the relationship, maybe you can't sure keep yeah. it professional, but like you know, in the professional, they they can't retaliate if they yeah. do. I mean, that's a whole other story. But you know, they're not going to be like, oh, why'd you stop seeing me? Right? They'll yeah. understand. Yeah. I don't get offended. I've had folks start with me, and they haven't continued. And so, mm-hmm. and some I even helped by giving referrals. So I understand right. it really is important. If you don't feel that, then the first couple sessions, yeah, it probably is time to look elsewhere. So, well, thanks so much for this, Rima. I think this will really, really help a lot of people who may be listening to this, who maybe have just have been battling with trauma or just battling with whether or not to seek someone out to help them with this, obviously, in addition to God's counsel and his wisdom as well. So thanks so much for being with us. And thank you to all of our listeners. Absolutely. And Adam's Rib listeners, we will catch y'all next week.